Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and this is Branding for Believers, the podcast that I decided to turn into a pod class. I want you to come into this classroom with me, become engaged and learn everything you need to turn your fear into the faith you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So if you're ready to silence your fears and your doubts, keep watching. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers. So this episode I was very excited about because it brought about my nerdy tendencies. If you've been listening to the podcast, I have my momentary geek moments. And so there'll be one of those during this podcast. But today's episode is all about knowing and growing in your season. I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs have gotten frustrated and discouraged and doubted themselves and doubted their abilities because they were not harvesting um, and reaping the, the, the fruits you know, of their efforts. And a lot of times that really kind of comes down to knowing when it's your season to do that. And so what we're gonna be talking about today is how do you know and grow in your season? So to everything there is a season, and what we're gonna be talking about today are three things. One, things that happen when you're out of season. Two, a time to plant. And three, a time to harvest. I remember a very wise woman once said, you cannot plant your seed and reap your harvest in the same season. It just doesn't work that way. And sometimes we get impatient during the planting process, but there's actually thing, tangible things that we need to be doing while that's going on. And so I'll be explaining what those are in this episode. So let me start with a question. How many of you have ever tried to like eat fruit out of season? You had a taste for something and you went to the grocery store looking for it and you find it, but it's not necessarily the right season, but you're just grateful that it's there. And my personal experiences with eating fruit out of season is it's bitter. So grapes out of season, cherries out of season, ugh, they're bitter, they're tasteless. There's this, this Thai dessert that I love called mango sticky rice, so good. But when mangoes are out of season, and I call myself, you know, trying to DIY it one day, don't do that, don't, don't, don't do that ever. <laughs> um, because the mangoes, they just were not sweet. You know, it's almost like eating a banana that has not ripened yet. When you try to eat an unripe banana, and bananas are one of the sweetest fruits that you could possibly eat, but when you eat an unripe banana, it's like biting into a potato almost. It's just not good. Um, sometimes fruit out of season is hard, it's tough, it's unpleasant to eat. But the key is you've wasted your money. You've wasted your money because you bought fruit that was out of season. And so the analogy to your brand is when you try to harvest out of season, what you're doing is you are trying to manufacture an outcome that can only be obtained over time through a process of cultivation and patience. So when you are trying to harvest out of season, where a lot of times where the frustration comes in is trying to harvest out of season. What you're trying to do is you're trying to make it happen ASAP. You want it now, you want it fast. You know, you, you were excited about it. And what you're really excited about, when people get excited about their brands and their business, they're excited about the results. 
they're excited about, you know, the possibilities. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to manufacture those possibilities um, when in order to do it successfully, in order to be in season, that is a, a process and an outcome that can only be obtained over time through a process of cultivation and pa patience. When I want you to think literally, visualize, putting a seed in the ground. Let's say you're growing corn stalks, okay? So I want you to imagine you go out in a field or a yard and you know, you've dug up your patch of dirt and you plant the seed and you water it and you, you pat the dirt down and then you stand there like, Shimon, <laughs> come on, come on Cletus. No, let me stop playing, you know, but you're, you are standing there like, hello, where's the corn? It doesn't work that way. You may not see a sprout for weeks, okay? But a lot of times in our businesses, that's exactly what we do. We get started, okay, got my blog up, okay, got my newsletter set, okay, I got this in place, I got that in place. Shimon, let's go, you know, like, let's do it. And it doesn't work that way. You, you just put the seed in the ground. So that, that is a process of, of patience and of cultivation. And these are some of the things that people try to do to like harvest out of season. So people will do things like buy social media followers. You can buy, you can buy followers. You can buy Twitter followers and, and uh, Instagram followers and Facebook followers. They're trying to manufacture that outcome, trying to, to present this picture like they've arrived when not so much. Um, people do things like opening a brick and mortar store without the demand, you know? So a lot of people wanna have things like boutiques or, you know, stores where they sell their, their products or their clothing or, or whatever. And you go and open a brick and mortar store, first of all, that is a huge commitment because a brick and mortar store is almost like buying a house, you know, like it requires rent. <laughs> You know, um, it, it requires overhead and upkeep. And so sometimes we have these dreams like, wouldn't it be great to see my such and such in a, in a store window? And yeah, it might be. But if the demand is not there, okay? Like at, when you open up a brick and mortar, you need to have people already beating a path to your door. And so that may not be the best place to start. So sometimes you get frustrated harvesting out of season doing something like that. Um, harvesting out of season could be launching a product or service when you don't have a following. But this is a great program. I try really hard. I worked all night. And this reminds me, so like, you know, putting on my college professor hat, <sighs> grading essays is a, it's a labor of love. And let me tell you why. Because you will have students that are not the best writers. And when you give them their grades back and it's less than what they had hoped, the very first words out their mouth are, I spent a lot of time on that. I worked really hard on that paper. And I say, and I appreciate it, but I'm not grading your effort, I'm grading the finished product. And a lot of times we launch a product or a service when we don't have the demand, we don't have a following. So no matter how good your idea is, no matter how great your content is, or um, sorry, how great your service is, if you have not cultivated that following in some sort of way, you know, so go back a couple of episodes when we talk about serving your way to growing that following, serving and meeting the needs of people, then you're harvesting out of season. Um, oh, and this is my favorite, 
Harvesting out of season is prematurely calling yourself an expert. So you read two books and all of a sudden you're a guru, you're a maven, you know, you're um, an, uh, an extraordinary, it's like, hold on. Do you have a body of work to back that thing up? Do, do you have some evidence that indicates that you are who you say you are? Because when you're talking about expertise or you're an authority or you're an influencer, you can't just slap that title on there and expect people not to call you on the carpet because people will check you out. One of the things that, I, that is unshakable about branding People are looking when you think they're not looking. You think people aren't paying attention. You think people aren't, you know, doing their homework. But don't you do your homework? Don't you do your homework before you invest? Don't you Google? Don't you look at reviews? And so you think people aren't going to check you out before they make a commitment? You know, I host an event every year um, for branding makeovers, and it's a significant investment. Do you think these women did not check me out <laughs> before they made that level of investment? It's like, is she legit? Is she consistently showing up in that place? And so when you're prematurely calling yourself an expert, you're harvesting out of season. So I just recently finished the book, The Alchemist. And the book is, is over 25 years old, but you know, I'm late to the game. I, I just recently read this book. And I appreciate that. When I read it, I did the audiobook read by Jeremy Irons on Audible. Hold on, let me take a minute for Jeremy Irons. <laughs> it's an experience, you know, like when, oh, Jeremy Irons could read you the phone book and you'd be like, read it, read it, you know, just, just go ahead with your little accent, you know. It was good stuff, but I just finished reading this book and it was, I realized why it's such a classic. You know, a lot of times when I listen to business podcasts and they say, what book do you recommend? I cannot tell you how many times people have said, read The Alchemist. So I finally said, let me read this book. Let, let, me, let me see what the hype is about. And one of the quotes that sticks out um, is when you really want something, the universe conspires to help you achieve it. And the story, um, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but the story is, is a boy named Santiago who goes in search of his treasure, of his personal dream, of his personal legend. And I don't want to give away any spoilers, but where he ends up in the story, he, he could not have appreciated where he was at the end of the story until he had gone through some things and learned some things. It's a process. And when you are, are branding and, and talking about, you know, like, what is, is this my season? One of the things that you have to keep in mind is that you have to be willing to be the protagonist in your story, okay? So putting on my professor hat for a minute, stories tend to follow a very predictable pattern. You know, there's an introduction where you're introduced to the characters. In fairy tales, this starts out with once upon a time, okay? So once upon a time, and they're laying out, you know, who are gonna be the key people. Then there's this rising action. They had this kind of life and they were doing this type of thing. And then here comes this conflict, right? So then they meet the conflict and you see them struggling with this conflict, struggling with this conflict until it finally all comes to a head, you know, which is like the climax of the story. And then, you know, there's a falling action, things that happen after that. And then there's a resolution. Stories have a progression. You have to be willing to be the protagonist. You have to be willing to be the main character in your story. Not your business card, 
not your leaflet, not your pamphlet. Your evolution as an authority in this or your evolution as an expert in that is a story. You have to be willing to take the journey. And more often than not, we're not willing to take the journey. We just want to skip to the end of the book. How many people do that? That irritates me. People that do that, if you're listening, if you're one of those people that like read the ending first, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that gets me. It's like, read the book. I will tell you, I did that one time in my life. One time in my life did I skip to the end and that was when the final installment of Harry Potter came out. I had to know, did he die at the end? I was like, I gotta know, I gotta know. And then after I found out what the outcome was, then I went back and read the book. But for the most part, we can't jump to the end of the story. We have to take the journey. Um, another key, key lesson out of that, that book is you have to be willing to learn lessons that will sustain you in difficult times. The fact of the matter is, is that running a business has a lot of moving parts, okay? And especially when you start becoming official. When you start moving out of side hustle mode and you're like, I'm going to incorporate or I'm going to become an LLC or I'm going to do an escort, you better know the difference. <laughs> you, know, you, you need to learn that stuff. And because once you start making money and, and, and things start coming off the ground, um, Uncle Sam, he wants his due. You know, the, the federal government, they, they want their cut. And a lot of times you can get blindsided and hit with some, oh, wait a minute, was I supposed to pay that fee? Was that license and renewal due? Man, I, so there are some lessons you need to learn along the way to just what it is to own a business, what it is to have this type of platform. Um, and you have to be willing to undergo transformation. Santiago in this book, he starts one way and he ends up completely different. He was willing to undergo transformation. The bottom line is this, butterflies don't start out butterflies. They don't. They undergo a process of transformation. And how they look in the beginning is not how they look at the end. So if you're in the beginning of your journey, you know, in that caterpillar stage, be willing to go through that process, okay, because it's not instant. It has to run its course. So let's talk about a time to plant. So for everything there is a season, a time to plant. When you are in the, the, the building stages of your brand, what you need to be doing is building and growing your audience. That's it. Grow them, serve them, get, get some, some demand up. You know, the thing is, is that a lot of people like musicians, aspiring musicians, before they start selling their songs on iTunes, you know what they start doing? Posting videos. You know what they start doing? having shows. They, st they start making the rounds. They start building a following. They start building fans. I'll never forget, this was, was not too long ago. Um, I went to an event and, you know, I consider myself a, a fairly liberal, eclectic music lover. You know, I like some of everything. And the person on the stage, his hook, his, his, his instrument, his claim to fame was a ukulele. And I was like, hmm, how'd that work? <laughs> you know, like I, I'm used to like, you know, a guitarist or like a drummer or somebody that's just cold on the piano, but a ukulele, that's, that's, that's your thing, huh? And I kid you not, within 10 minutes, I was diamond in the back, some rooftop. I mean, he had completely won us over. And 
what did I do? I became a fan, started following him on SoundCloud, you know, looking at, you know, when the next shows are going to be, if I have an opportunity to catch one. In other words, building and growing that audience. And that takes time. That, that, so while you're in the planting stages and the growing stages, you got to make the rounds. You know, when you want, when <laughs> soon we're going to have another presidential campaign, you can't campaign from your living room couch. You got to get out there on the stump. You got to get out there in the rallies. You got to get out there and shake the hands and you got to kiss the babies. You have to do that. Why? Because you want their vote. You want them to invest in you. You, you want their endorsement. So when you're in the planting stages, the number one thing unequivocally is growing that audience. Another thing that you need to be doing during the planting stage is delivering content on a consistent basis and delivering valuable content. So there's content and then there's valuable content. You know, content is, man, I had a rough day at work and blah, 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 blah. And you know, that's, that's cool. That might have value for you. But to the people that you want to serve, <laughs> the people that you want to invest, how is that valuable to them? And so how are you consistently delivering valuable content? Another key thing is building infrastructure. Um, I've, I, I've never ceased to be amazed, especially in this day and age. People have like products to sell and they'll be like, cash only. I'm like, cash only? I'm like, you don't have like a, a mechanism set up to like take credit card payments? I mean, because how many people like carry cash? And like, no, that's an infrastructure issue. You're not ready for prime time. Okay, so when you're talking about, I want to make this money, or I want to have this business, or I, I, I want this type of, of, of setup, do you have the infrastructure for that? Okay, if you're talking about, I don't have time to be sending out newsletters every week, then you need somebody to do that. That's an infrastructure issue, okay? Because even if you don't have time to send out the content, it still needs to be done. Okay, so when you're talking about uh, customer service, how are you gonna keep up when people start hiring you and the phone starts ringing off the hook and they wanna meet at this place and that place? I'm overwhelmed, I can't keep my calendar. You need somebody to do that. That's an infrastructure issue. And so a lot of times we're just thinking about the results, you know, the corn stalk that has come out of the ground, but the infrastructure is not there. Um, during this time of planting, you need to be reading, learning and connecting. And when I say reading and learning, you always, always have to be a student of your craft. You always, always have to be a student of your industry because you have to know what's current, what's relevant, and not just to say, okay, I know this, but also to put your own stamp on it, okay? So you have to know what's, what's going on. Um, connecting and outgrowing your comfort zone. So when you start, um, building this platform, there are gonna be some moments that are gonna push you well beyond your comfort zone. A lot of people that wanna be successful, for example, hate asking people for money. Hate it, hate it. They're like, I wanna sell, I wanna make money, I wanna be like a multiple six figure, this. Okay, you have to charge people. I know, but I just don't wanna like say that. Okay, well, you know, unless you know something I don't know. Okay, so, so we might have to go back to infrastructure. So if you don't want to be the salesperson, then guess what? You need somebody that can sell the hell out of what you are offering, okay? Because if that's not your comfort zone, if that's not your lane, I just, 
I don't feel right. I feel uncomfortable. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem ugh, genuine. And sometimes it's a pride issue. I mean, because basically what you are asking for people for is money. I just, ooh, I feel some kind of way. Well, if you feel some kind of way, you need to get somebody on the payroll that is going to sell. Otherwise, you're going to be broke. If you, you want to be in business, you're not going to be in business long. Also, during this time, you need to be perfecting the pitch. Let me stop right there. Perfecting the pitch. How many times have you asked somebody, so what do you do? And five minutes later, you still don't know what they do. <laughs> she was like, see, so what I'm trying to do is create an atmosphere of, and then um, I want people to come in and you know, kind of how like, you know, okay, so you know how like this other thing, right? So it's gonna be kind of like that, but then see my personal twist on it is, and you looking at them like, like I, you just, you hate that you even asked. You were like, see, I was trying to make the light conversation and I'd have messed up, I'd have messed up, you know? so. You have to perfect the pitch because the thing is, you never know who's going to ask what you do. If the right somebody comes along, you know, it could be a buyer for Nordstrom and say, well, what do you do? And you stumbling and mumbling and bumbling about what it is that you have to offer. Guess who just missed their opportunity? But we're so focused on, come on, corn, come out of the ground. You're not ready. You haven't polished your pitch, and that's basic. That's just the verbal articulation of what it is that you do. You know how long it took me to come up with, I help entrepreneurs and influencers find the tools and the confidence to believe bigger? One sentence, but I had to, I had to get a pe group of people in the room like, look, we're gonna figure this out, okay? Because it was just too much, it was too wordy. I had to perfect the pitch, okay? So while you're planting, perfect the pitch. Perfect the process. You know, I remember some of these subscription beauty services, like, you know, so some services you can subscribe and they send you like cosmetic products or they send you hair products. Oh, I just saw one. They'll send your college student like, you know, a, a care package or whatever. But a lot of them will tell you that when they first got started, they had issues with the process. They, people were, were paying, but they weren't getting their products in a timely manner, and they had issues with shipping, and da 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 So while you're in that growing stage, because every process has its growing pains, um, what's the process? If you sell somebody something and it's defective or it breaks, what's the process? What is your customer service policy? If you provide a service and, you know, people don't show up for their appointment, what is your cancellation policy? That's the growing pains of business. And sometimes we don't think about those things. We're just like, whoop, got my tools, got my product. I'm ready to set up shop. No, what is the process? So while you're planting, you need to be perfecting the process along with your product or service. So now let's talk about the time to harvest. One thing I will tell you is that excellent work always gets noticed. It does. You have to be thinking as far as your brand goes, you have to be too good to deny. Undeniable, undeniable. Like, step up in that piece like, I'm the Beyonce all up and through here of my industry. I'm the Jay-Z all up and through here of my industry. You have to own it. Excellent work always gets noticed. We don't think about ourselves at that level. I was reading recently about like startups, so you know things like Instagram, or Periscope or Twitter or whatever, men. The big idea guy, the, the big ideas, the ones that, that, that really take off, men. Very few women. You know what women say? I just wanna be comfortable. 
you know, if I could make, you know, a good fifteen, twenty thousand dollars extra, you know, I, I would be good with that. If I could bring home this amount of money a month, I would be good with that. Hashtag believe bigger. If somebody gave you a million dollars, carte blanche to do with, with it what you wanted, what does that look like? And usually what that looks like is something that scares the living daylights out of you. You'd be like, woo, Mufasa, can't go there. That's some, mm. I tell people all the time, people aren't afraid of failure as much as they're afraid of success. Because if you're talking about believe bigger, you have to show up and be too good to deny. Excellent work always gets noticed, but sometimes we'll do good work. But good work is not always good enough, especially depending on how competitive your industry is. You have to show up and command that space. And the only way that you can command that space is to show up and be too good to deny. But how do you become good? Practice. What Alan Iverson say? Practice. You got to practice. You got to show up and practice and cultivate that. Um, I will say that some dreams take longer to grow than others. I looked at, so I Googled like plants that take a long time to grow. There are like some desert cactus plants that take like 10 years to grow. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, how committed are you to this goal? So are you, are you really in it for the long haul, okay? Are you on the, the, the Jennifer Holiday I ain't going nowhere, you gonna love me, we gonna be in this thing forever, or are you on that Beyonce? To the left, to the left, you took too long, this, was, this just wasn't working out. You know, How committed are you to your ideal? How committed are you? And if it took 10 years, can you live with that? That's, 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 that's a gut check. That's where you have to, to measure your own personal commitment because yeah, it sounds good, and nobody, nobody, you tell me who they were, and now I have a talk with them. So for those of you listening um, out there, if somebody told you this would be easy, you let me know. Tell me who it was, so I can set them straight. Nobody told you this would be easy. Nobody told you this would be a, a, a walk in the park. And I think a lot of times when we see other people's success, we assume that it was. You have no idea. You know, I think about, uh, stories like the Jacksons, like the Jackson Five. When you see what it was really like off the stage, what it was really like to get to that level, do you want that? So a lot of times all we see again is the explosion, but we don't see the behind the scenes piece of what happens you know, before people blow up. So accept the fact that some dreams take longer to grow than others. Um, you need to get some recognition beyond your hometown. You know, so it's one thing to be, you know, famous in Chicago if you're from Chicago, or famous in Boston if you're from Boston, or famous, you know, in two counties over. You need to get some recognition for your work beyond your local market, okay? Some national recognition. That's believing bigger. Stop shrinking yourself to mediocrity. If you had an empire to build, what does that look like? And I promise you, what it takes to get there 
the effort that it takes to get there, the work that it takes to get there, the people that are required to get you there is exponentially bigger than what you're thinking about right now. It's huge. You also need to think about divorcing yourself from the outcome. So I'll give you an example. When I started this podcast, there's no guarantees. You know, you could, be, you could be talking to the crickets, you know, your faithful five. But girl, I listen to you every week. <laughs> All five of us. <laughs> you know? And I, I literally could have sat there and been like, man, I don't know, it's already a lot of, you know, businessy podcasts out there, you know, I don't know, is somebody already doing that? I don't know, I don't know. I could have spent a lot of time there, but I had to divorce myself from the outcome. I had to divorce myself from the outcome and just focus on doing excellent work. And so when you're talking about harvesting, harvest time comes when you can divorce yourself from the what ifs and just execute at a high level. You know why I'm doing this? Because I'm not getting paid for podcasting. It actually costs me money to podcast. You know, I have overhead to do this. You know why I'm doing this? Because this is how I want to show up in the world. This is my drop the mic moment. If I have to leave something in the world, if I have to build a legacy or, or words of wisdom, this is it. This is how I want to show up in the world. I want to show up in the world as a creator and a producer of media from an African-American woman that is positive, that is encouraging, that is inspiring. I want people that I'm not going to meet, you know, if once I leave this earth to see this and be like, you know what? Yes. I remember watching a, a broadcast from Earl Nightingale and Earl Nightingale, I don't even think he's living anymore. If you are Earl, my bad. Um, but Earl Nightingale, it was like 50 years ago. And I still was like, yes, the book Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, that book is old as time. But when I read it, I was like, yes, Napoleon, brother, yes, okay. I want this content to outlive me. And so for me, it's worth the investment of my time to show up here in person and, and, and create this space. That's how I want to show up in the world. So you have to think about how do I want to show up in the world and show up regardless of what the outcome is. This is what you want to produce and create in the world. And then, and only then, will you reap what you have sown. You have to put something in to get something out. You have to put something in to get something out. So let's think about you like banking, right? If you put in $10 with 10% interest, then you're going to get 10% interest on what? That $10. You don't put in $10 and then show up in six months like, where my $500? Um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what you put in. So. You put in what you, you know, you get out what you, what you put in, what you have invested. This was just once again, confirmation of just everything that's been really going on with me lately. Recently, I had a post to go viral. And what's interesting is I actually wrote the post a few years ago like two or three years ago. And when I first wrote it, it did do get a little traction. It was good, you know, it, it went viral then. But at the time, I recognized it wasn't my season then because I had a lot of things I still needed to learn. The post, 
made people feel, but I was still very combative at the time. Every time someone would come in, I was like, ready know, to fight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I, I was going back and forth, you know. So in this time, and, and so since that time, you know, I've had to go through that planting season, the going underground, the where it looked very dark and nothing was moving and that whole part, part and it taught me a lot of lessons. So now coming back on this side and watching it now do five times what it did when I first wrote it and now being able to sit back and really hear kind of like you, when you talked about some of your other podcasts about the compassion and hearing, I, I have a different ear for that post so even so now when it went viral i even went and changed the tone of it a little bit because i recognized that i was in a different season and that if i was trying to harvest something else now that my tone i had to be different i had to show up differently and so it's been like a really great experience so this was like so timely talking about that season because you do want to give up when you have to go into that that dark wilderness place and it does you have no idea when you're coming out, if you're coming out, you know, and you're really moving in faith. And so now to be on the other side of it is just, you know, it's a blessing. And then now where to go from there? You know, now that you, you see, okay, it's harvest time. Now, now what, what's the, what's the next step? So, um, you know, I'm just interested to once again, continue growing and seeing what that. You know what I appreciate about what you said is that you underwent a transformation so where you started, even though it's the exact same post, you're not the same person that wrote it two, three years ago. Now you have, after having gone through some things, a different level of compassion, a different level of empathy, where you're able to hear people and hear the concern and the hurt, you know, behind what they're saying and filter that out in order to be able to connect with them and, and serve them in a meaningful way. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. We got one more? I have a comment just based on um, piggybacking out, off of yours actually, just being aware that with the level of uh, anticipation that I have as to how big my dream is gonna go. And I have been thinking on a bigger national, heck, even global level about what my business could get to. And sometimes if, when I'm so preoccupied with the outcome, it's hard for me to execute what I'm trying to do because it stops me. I get scared. I don't know how to move on to the next step. I don't know if this little piece that I'm about to do is gonna make or break what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Like I get really scared. So I'm tr I've divorced myself from the outcome lately so I can just focus on just you know making it day by day. I do have a full-time job. I'm doing this on the side. I really don't have as much time as I would like to dedicate to it. So I can't waste that time worrying and being um, just too focused on just the negativity that comes with, you know, just thinking far and, and believing bigger. So uh, it was, like, I, like you said, confirmation. And I'm on the right track. I'm starting to let the results go and just go with the flow. And also knowing that if my dream is going to get that big, or, okay, sorry, when my dream is going to get that big, um, it, I, I, I need to go under, uh, undergo a transformation as well. I need to learn the skill set that it takes to get to that level. I need to come across the people I need to meet that can help me make it that big. So it's, it's a, just letting it play out instead of being in my own head about and planning out everything. And that's, I think that's um, and the issue when it does come to planning is that it does stop you in your tracks and you get, get so overwhelmed and um, you don't know how to move forward. But 
planning doesn't mean to procrastinate. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, thank you. You know, um, thank you for sharing that. I can't stress enough, when you are focused, overly focused on the outcome, I'm not saying that you should not track your progress. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have analytics. I mean, because that, that's responsible. You need to know what people are responding to and what they're not responding to. But that should not be the driver of the vision, okay? What drives you is what you want to, is what you want to create to serve the needs of, of people. And when you're overly focused on who likes it, who shared it, who did this, who did that? Because, um, you know, I've been doing this for two months. I didn't have any analytics. I didn't have any measurables. Um, I'm glad that I, I, I can, can see what, what people are responding to, but that's not the driver. You know, that, this is, is about how I want to speak to the heart of people who are struggling with doubt and, and confusion in their businesses. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, knowing and growing in your season. If you have questions about your season or confirmation that this is your season, give me a shout out at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter or on Instagram. If you are enjoying this and, and want to leave a review on iTunes, I always appreciate that. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com. And you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.